1625. This is the business of sport from the Economic Times. Eyes popped when Mukesh Ambani stumped Disney to scalp the digital rights of IPL, the world's richest cricket league, and gave him a chance to shake up the market. It's been over a month now and a pitch battle is getting played both for eyeballs and sponsorship money on and off the field. It's the first time the media rights have been split between Ambani's Viacom 18 and Walt Disney, with each holding the digital and television rights to the Indian Premier League. Both sides are sparring over who has hit the maximum. Opening weekend alone on Geo Cinema is bigger than the entire season of the Taita IPL 2022 on digital. 147 crore video views is what Geo Cinema got just in the opening weekend. Per viewer per match, it was an average of 57 minutes, and this is almost 70% higher than what we saw in 2022. And so we decided to sit down with the newcomer, the boss of Viacom 18 Sports Division to understand who is watching IPL and most importantly, where? On streaming platforms or linear television? It's Monday, the 1st of May, beginning of the month. From the Economic Times, I'm your host, Origin Burman, and this is the business of sports. Being a show where business and sports go hand in hand, I've been curious to understand just one thing. Reliance in partnership with Bodhi Tree and Paramount has the exclusive online rights for IPL for 2023 to 2027. But they paid, now take a deep breath, $3.1 billion for it. Yes, $3.1 billion for it. So far, Anil Jairaj, the chief executive of sports at Viacom 18 Media, is pleased that 2.4 crore concurrent viewers have watched a recent IPL league match. And where the action is, he says, money follows. So listen in to Anil Jairaj up close and hitting a square cut straight to the boundary. It's been a season of records. So yes, it is 2.4 crores. And uh, I mean, nowhere in the world do you have concurrency of this nature, of this scale happening anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a testament to the technology that we have developed technology that we are working with, which helps us break these records. Mm. Uh, the previous highest uh, ever on IPL was about 1.86 crores. In a final. So, uh, that was the final. Yes, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Look, I would like to claim all the credit for that. But reality is that the games have been phenomenal, right? So the games have all been so exciting mm. that it is actually quite quite clear as to why this is happening and why this IPL is so exciting. If you look at the points table, you see yeah. uh, that it's all quite closely fought. So so because of that, I think uh, that's what's uh, helping 
get consumers together mm-hmm. and that's why these records are getting broken but nfl in us premier league in uk and around the world nowhere comes close to these numbers our demographic dividend are so stark uh, well at least uh, that's what the numbers in the record suggest the viewing population of cricket in india is so massive combine the fact that currently it is free for a consumer you just need to download no matter what sim you're on what network you're on you can watch it for free plus a lot of the other in- interventions we've made in terms of languages in terms of 4k coverage etc help do that but if i have to ask you to break it down what would you say is that key catalyst is it in a from a percentage point of view if the whole pie was 100 would you say 50% of all the this 2.3 crore 2.4 crore is attributable to being it, it being free or would you say you know 40% would be for the add on features 4k multicam feeds choose your camera angle or would you say 30% is because of the re- focus on regional if so many regional icons so to speak actually commentating or in the studio in pre matches if you could explain that break up of the pie look the numbers are obviously quite overwhelming and there's a huge delight your question is interesting it is something that we are trying to research we're trying to find out what could be the main cause but uh, at least in our assessment the first fact is that there are large number of consumers who were denied access to ipl in the past few years because of the subscription model that was that was run on it we have made it accessible across consumers and that certainly has had a big wave mm-hmm. of course uh, we've taken care to ensure that we also break this whole barrier of language which means that uh, we have 12 languages 17 unique feeds mm-hmm. and a lot of things for each consumer so the premium end consumer can actually watch 4k on connected tv because we've done a lot of these things at the moment we are still trying to figure out what exactly would the contribution of each factor to the record uh, is but it's clear that it is clearly the free one which is which is brought in large number of consumers who are watching it and who are uh, able to enjoy the game here i wanted to un- understand because it's linked to a bit of telecom because if we are talking about accessibility and we're talking about going beyond metros to smaller and smaller towns there if i juxtapose it with telecom subscriber data users are largely prepaid customers they buy a card and there's they put money in it they gets 1 gigabyte 2 gigabyte free that's so is it really all free it's a it's an excellent question reality is that and and you know this because you've covered telecom in the past as you mm. today there are about 400 million consumers in india mm. who consume video on their handsets mm. so this is before our intervention with free and free cricket i mean they they mm. they do a number of things on youtube yeah. on fa- on facebook and quite a lot of other apps so it it already exists right mm. so it's not that we are trying to come in and create that all by ourselves this is already something that exists mm. Mm. uh so in that sense what we are trying to do is to provide even more exciting content mm. even more accessible in a way 
and at the same time enjoyable because it's in a language like you know yeah. we've done bhojpuri we've done punjabi these have been really first time languages which have gone beyond what are even our expectations expectations were. were i was watching an interview of yours uh, just last week and you said two thirds of ad revenues have moved to digital and you expect by year 5 95% of actually revenues moving towards digital isn't that some would say an impossible target in a in a universe where television still holds so much sway so let's look at the numbers right yeah. uh, reality is that significant majority of the televisions that are getting sold today mm. are connected televisions mm. yeah if you look at so all of them are have access to the internet and hence will function as connected TVs yeah. one of our real surprises was we would imagine that it's only the premium end homes which have converted or the large flat screen televisions but even on basic crt televisions a lot of people are powering content through their mobiles so the level of consumption of digital on television itself is going to be huge mm-hmm. combine that with the fact that the mobile penetration is likely to go up even further mm-hmm. right so those are the two things why consumption will significantly move to digital now let's look at advertisers the reason this is very attractive to advertisers is that it is absolutely measurable it's absolutely targetable mm-hmm. uh, it's absolutely addressable and at the end of it you also know exactly whom you've reached Correct. so it is not based upon a you know an extrapolation of a small sample and hence it's very very attractive for advertisers plus there is a call to action which can happen so because of all those things we believe that this is a far likely eventuality yeah. okay now why i asked you this is because and why i said that you know tv still holds a lot of sway is because if i look at the numbers tv still 210 million homes reach upwards of 950 million and if i go purely by bark data which many may argue is not perfect but still the only industry benchmark that we have today it seems the tv viewership in ipl is doing better than 2019 and in less than 3 weeks in 2023 is almost equal to the full season's viewership of last year so what according to you will actually catalyze this paradigm shift so you should also look at what happened in 2020 etc before you do that comparison with 2019 2019 right. a bit of a random figure but having right. said that if i were just to give you one st- statistic there the number of views in the first weekend mm. that we had ipl on this year was bigger than the entire season last year so numbers wise this is certainly happening the second thing is look india is not going to be an isolated island compared to the rest of the world we know what's happening in the rest of the world television consumption is significantly happening through digital and mobile consumption is going up substantially hence yeah at least i don't uh, believe that television either viewership or uh, revenue growth is is possible or sustainable are there advertisers who are only advertising on digital and have abandoned tv altogether or they're splitting i mean even last year i mean well i i again like to say that this year of course the number is significantly more mm. uh it is not sort of uh, even comparable the total number of advertisers on digital are about 
9x those of television mm-hmm. now at least this bug captures quite well so yeah. it tells you that there were 35 advertisers in the first two weeks mm. so the number of advertisers who are advertising purely on digital are substantially bigger and it's also reflected in the number of sponsors that digital has versus television within that 9x would you say a large part of it comes from the reliance ecosystem as well because they are a large advertiser as well so i talked about advertisers Does right it. i'm not talking about brands right so yes reliance is an advertiser but they are one amongst the many nine x advertisers okay. secondly uh this is not the first time that reliance is advertising till last Correct. year they were advertising on 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 tv and were yeah. a substantial advertiser there the last year if we look at the ad revenues it was around 4000 odd crores that ipl did 487 odd million uh this year it's getting split for the first time is the advertiser stroke brand pool expanding so exponentially that you can offset that split because everyone's talking about headwinds economic headwinds the edtechs you know uh, the a lot of the fintechs lot of the companies that are were going uh, for ipos they are not advertising anymore so how are you offsetting the split that is happening between tv and digital i don't want to comment about the television part of sure. the, the revenue all i can say is that we are substantially ahead of last year substantially mm-hmm. as in many times that of last year mm-hmm. because advertisers find it easier to advertise they it's it's quite simple you can target if you want to reach a lady in chennai uh, who's 35 years old yeah you don't have to advertise to everybody nationally such that a baby mm. food consumer in delhi needs needs to see it so because of those reasons digital is and is going to continue to grow quite fast right uh, you're right the situation in the economy is not ideal mm. right because the fantasy stroke betting clients who who at least the betting clients have not been there were quite predominant uh, till till last year the crypto is gone edtech is 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 facing heavy issues so because of all that the total amount of uh revenue available is obviously smaller mm. having said that our focus is on our business and how can we maximize our return and that's what we focused on we are quite okay with uh, with how it's panned out for us mm-hmm. the other matrix that i think is very important for digital is CPM cost per thousand basis. Last year, Disney Hotstars was two hundred and ten rupees. Are your rates on a cost per thousand basis higher than what it was for Hotstar last year? No, it isn't. It isn't okay. because we want to be at the sweet spot where we want to make it affordable for all advertisers mm-hmm. to to be able to access this inventory so that mm-hmm. they can reach their consumers and it can deliver for them. So we haven't really looked at last year. We've gone by what is it that will deliver best value for the advertiser and priced it accordingly. Are you in a position to give us a guidance as to what the CPM would be? It's not as high as two hundred and ten. We want to make it affordable to as many advertisers as possible, Understood. and that's what uh, we've done. Okay. Uh, the other thing we is that it's not strictly comparable because you know uh, how digital works is if you're targeting a very very small niche of advertisers mm-hmm. uh, of of consumers your cpm then goes up so yeah. while you have a base rate there are multiple things that take it above or and and that's how this this works correct so 
a $3 billion bid, some analysts would say your per cost, per match production cost is around 2.5 odd crores, putting your cost per year, per season at around 5,000 crores in IPL. Then how does keeping the CPMs so low help? I don't think it's so low. All I'm saying is we, we certainly didn't use 210 as a benchmark. Okay. What we are looking at is at an overall level, how much of advertising can we get in? Mm. Uh, on Because we were very, very confident that our viewership numbers, and as you can see, based on the concurrency, etc., will be much higher than before. So we would certainly create enough and more inventory, which then can be accessed by multiple advertisers. Mm. And that's why... It was not about keeping CPMs low or not. It was about ensuring that advertisers find great value. If you see last year, because the television ratings came down and the prices were quite high, TV wasn't very effective. Mm. We were very conscious of ensuring that value, in especially in this economic situation, is maintained. Media Partners Asia, they did a study, I think, in March. And they came up with some very bold crystal ball gazing and one of the numbers that struck with me is the fact they said that advertising revenues will end up at around 550 million representing a clear loss on annualized cost of 1.2 billion or roughly 600 million per conglomerate tv versus digital for the tournament rights for ril which is viacom 18 they said will earn 300 350 odd million from advertising revenues alone firstly do you buy that? And secondly, when do you break even? I have not seen the MPA port, port okay. uh, so I can't comment about their numbers in the context of their numbers. Mm. But uh, having said that, the other thing is also what you talked about in terms of our own advertising revenue. I don't think we've given the guidance. So the way I would think about it is that, look, whenever you make acquisitions like this, you're looking at a five-year horizon, right? And in each of those years, you specifically figure out how much you can make year one, year two, year three. And obviously, it, it sort of keeps growing. Now, we are very much on target, if not better, for year one. Hence, it certainly looks like our business plan, we can we can sort of hit that. You know, when you acquire properties for five years, etc., there's a break-even that's planned in year three, year four, de- depending upon whatever the business case is. All I can tell you is that we are, we are on target. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And if anything, the first year has gone better than planned. Okay. So when do we start seeing subscription revenue actually starting kicking in? Certainly a lot of people seem five years is going to be free. That's 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 too good to be true. Because you're already on one side talking about subscription fees of 99 rupees, et cetera, et cetera, gradually making it a freemium kind of a model. Uh, so from year two onwards, are we going to see some tweaks? We keep evaluating various business models at various times. I can only speak for the sport business. Yeah. At the moment, we have no plans of subscription. Mm-hmm. It's very much free because the ad model has delivered really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like every other business decision, we'll keep evaluating and reevaluating this. But at the moment, there is no plan on the sports side to, to get into any uh, subscription model. For five years or for... So at the moment, as I said, okay. we, we'll evaluate okay. this every year as, okay. as, as, as we okay. do. But... Okay. Whatever we had set out to achieve, it's it's delivered well. So we'll need a real reason to change. And at the moment, we can't see that. Now, this is the first time, I mean, people who really would say are the biggest beneficiaries are the organizers, the cricket board, because they've split the rights and raked in the moolah. Many would argue that 
you know it's becoming a slugfest between tv versus digital wouldn't it have been better if there was some kind of a more partnership approach between both sides to actually expand the market and work together people are comparing it with telecom wars cola wars and the latest is the ipn war yeah it certainly makes for interesting reading or <laughs> or, or viewing but i can tell you uh, i at least we haven't looked at it that way okay having said that look reality is that world over consumption is shifting to digital mm. as are ad dollars yeah. and hence whether we actively went ahead and postured and told people that don't buy television or not people generally were anyway moving so it's not something that we had to do in a very active way it's it's anyway where the market is moving mm. the second thing is actually i have a bit of a counterpoint i think when you know and kudos to bcci for organizing tata ipl in a way that it's sort of yeah. peaked the viewer interest and the advertiser interest one of the things that competition like this does is that it leads to a spur of innovation so if you think about it we have unique things like 4k mm. which is not possible on television and some of those innovations come in yeah only when there is competition and i think the viewers have benefited and advertisers have benefited as a result of the number of things that we've done sure. uh, including the 360 degree cam which we launched a couple of days ago the multi cam experience where people sure. can actually choose choose which camera so a lot of those things are innovations which had not happened for many years i also strongly believe that competition brings out the best in every player mm-hmm. because you have to win consumer uh sort of preference in a tough market and the way to do it is through innovation the focus so far on visibly ipl for you has been so much a digital that one might wonder that whether digital and connected tv is the focus and linear television for you as a group is 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 dead because you also have viacom 18 your big properties like big boss going forward won't it lead to some kind of distortion some kind of you know if you're so bullish on digital how do you go back subsequently and sell tv properties you have regional channels as well it's a it's a great question and i'll come back to my counter on that but let me first answer your question i think all that we've said so far has been in the context of ipl not even other sports what yeah. we said is that the ipl experience on digital is unparalleled and the reason it is clear winner is because of all the stuff that we have done by no means am i saying that all content for all times to come are moving to digital i'm actually very very focused on answering the question ipl because that's a question yeah, yeah, yeah. and absolutely certain that ipl will move to pure digital i don't mean only mobile screens i also mean mobile screens and televisions because the connected televisions yeah, that that yeah. that exist yeah. and the reason i wanted to come back with a counter is you should also look at what the current television rights holders of ipl have done uh, when it comes to icc yeah uh, they had both rights uh, and what have they chosen to keep digital they sold off television rights right it certainly lets you want to think as to why would somebody who had both rights do that i mean of course it has some some things to do yeah. with what we are doing but also the market is is moving there correct you started our conversation as to why ip is being a success is you said accessibility breaking the language barrier and also the fact that you know the value adds now accessibility is also 
applicable vis-a-vis non-sport events. I would love to watch a big movie on, you know, if I'm sitting in Raipur or even a smaller city. If I can watch it in a in my in a dub language, again, that's happening in an OTTs. Why will I then watch television? And similarly, value add. So is it really about live sports? And isn't the subtext actually about the bigger shift that's happening, which is digital versus TV and TV is going to face more and more headwinds? So uh, my mandate very much is sport. So I I can only speak about sport. And even in sport, I want to clarify very clearly that this is only in relation to IPL that I'm speaking. Uh, And we were very clear when we went into the bid. And as, as we've developed our business, that digital is clearly the way forward for live sport and for IPL in particular. All kind of live sports, including live sport, but IPL in particular. What's so unique about IPL? So the scale of viewership that you get is unparalleled. If I have to be the devil's advocate, the data that digital companies provide largely, I believe, are proprietary data. Your competition might argue, look, we are relying on third-party data. That is the industry benchmark. And if there are some third-party data which are available for the digital universe, those don't tally with what uh, Viacom's providing. So how do you answer that? I think uh, if competition is saying that we are not uh, providing validated third-party data, Mm. uh, I think uh, they're being a bit disingenuous and rather being economical with the truth, Mm. right? So, And I'll tell you why. Because any digital advertiser knows that they can put trackers, which are third-party trackers, right? Mm. The information of... Who has seen the ad, which is provided by these trackers, goes to all those advertisers. It doesn't even come back to us. So in that sense, it is a lot more valid than, you know, a a few thousand boxes, uh, which uh, can sort of point a data to any direction. So as an advertiser, if you want to place an ad, you can always put a tracker. Uh, you can't do that on television. On television, Correct. you can never be sure who, who has seen your Correct. ad. Correct. But this is uh, this is quite different. It's actually completely validated. Right. Every single impression can be tracked. That's why it becomes so much more powerful. And transparent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last question, which I wanted to ask you. The way digital ecosystem is growing, and this is not just about Viacom, but as someone who leads a very, is, is a very key player in, in this. Is it time now for the digital ecosystem to also think of a Bark Live agency or a monitoring agency or the trackers do the job? The trackers do a splendid job, right? Because the trackers actually tell you exactly who has seen your ad. And finally, the industry and the uh, media houses will have to decide whether a third party is necessary. But at least in my mind, trackers do an excellent job. And within the realms of what we are trying to measure, they they, they provide accurate uh, sort of measurements. Right from viewership to all the other demographics. Basically, a- anybody who sees an impression can be tracked. Track. And that's why it is, it, it's such a breakthrough uh, medium. I, I would think that, uh, you know, rather than relying on extrapolation. Look, third party is fine, but it shouldn't be 
non-extrapolated. I, I mean, you should Correct. be extrapolating on such a large scale. Correct. So that's that's the only point I have about third party. Whether it's third party or first party, uh, I'd be okay. It's really been very, very exciting so far. And we are, I don't think we are not even halfway through. Uh, as the days progress, the matches get even more intense. I'm sure it will be nail-biting till the very end. No doubt there's action on the field as well as off the field. Thank you so very much for sitting down with us, explaining point by point, because this is an evolving space and we are learning as we go along. So really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and I, I certainly enjoyed the chat. And that's a wrap on this edition of The Business of Sports. We hope you like listening to it. Please do share and follow us. We need your love and support. The Business of Sports is now streaming on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavant, apart from Economic Times website and of course ET Play. A big shout out to Indranil Bharacharya and Rajesh Nayak, our sound engineers and show producer Vinay Joshi. Executive producer Anupriya Nayak. Thank you for listening. This is Arjit Barman signing off. Keep playing the game. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.